Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. This is a place where we share how love can transform negative emotions and pain into strength. We talk about all things related to love, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Welcome to episode 10, From Betrayal to Healing. Today, we are going to be talking to you Dr. Debbie Silber, who is the founder of the Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute and is a holistic psychologist, a health and mindset, and personal development expert, the author of the number one best-selling book, The Unshakable Woman, Four Steps to Rebuilding Your Body, Mind, and Life After a Life Crisis, and her new book, Trust Again. Her recent PhD study on how we experience betrayal made three groundbreaking discoveries that changes how long it takes to heal. In addition to being on Fox, CBS, The Dr. Oz Show, TEDx, and more, she's an award-winning speaker, coach, and author dedicated to helping people move past their betrayals as well as any other blocks preventing them from the health, work, finances, relationships, confidence, and happiness that they want most. It is such a deep and painful topic of betrayal, and today we're going to talk about ways to heal. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast, Dr. Debbie. I am so excited to have you here to talk about betrayal, which is such an important emotion and how people can walk through it. So tell us about your love story and how you've yeah. become the woman you are today. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to our conversation. You know, you don't study something like betrayal unless you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I've been in health mindset, personal development since 1991. And as uh, my life kept changing, so did my business. And then trauma came along and I had a horrible betrayal from my family. And you know, when you don't quite learn all the lessons you're meant to learn to get more opportunities, I did, yeah. and this time it was my husband, um, blindsided, devastated, like anybody else you know, who's experienced this. And um, I was just desperate to understand how the mind works and, and why people do these things and really how I can heal. So got him out of the house and I, and I also realized, I said, you know, what's common to, about these two betrayals? And I said, well, you know, it's, I've never really had boundaries in place. And it was always about everybody else. You know, I had four kids and six dogs and this thriving business, but I was last. And I was like, something's got to change here. And one of the very first things I did was enroll in that PhD program, which was one of the you know first things I had ever done for myself. Hmm. And, um, which is huge because that's when that lesson is learned, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so I, I entered this program and then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries. Um, blew my mind, you know, it changed my business and it changed my life. Are you going to tell us what they are? <laughs> if you want to know, <laughs> absolutely. So um, I was hoping you'd ask. So the so the first one was, you know, I was studying uh, I was studying betrayal and post traumatic growth. Mm. You know, post traumatic growth is like the upside of trauma. How any trauma leaves you with a new awareness, perspective, mm. insight that you didn't have beforehand. Because you know, like let's face it, betrayal is a dark topic, and I like the positive side of things. 
So that's what I was originally studying. And I was like, you know, I've been through death of a loved one. I've been through disease, but betrayal felt so different to me. It didn't feel like it just, you know, the other types of traumas in it, but I didn't want to assume. So I asked my study participants and I said, if any of you have been through uh, another trauma besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? And hands down unanimously, they said, oh my gosh, it's so different. Mm. So it didn't really feel like calling it post-traumatic growth felt like it just didn't feel like it, it was a fit. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation. And what that is, because think about it, when you lose someone you love, let's say, mm -hmm. you grieve, you're sad, you mourn the loss, life will never be the same, right? Right. But you don't take it personally. Hmm. You know, it doesn't, the thing with betrayal is it feels so intentional. Right. So you take it so personally. So the whole self has to be rebuilt. Rejection, abandonment, confidence, belonging, worthiness, trust. Those are huge things that all have to be rebuilt, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not necessarily the case when you lose someone you love. Like I lost my mom. I didn't question her love. I miss her, you know, but I didn't question it. Betrayal has you questioning everything, your very sanity. So it, it needed that new term, which is now called post-betrayal transformation. That was the first one. The second discovery was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many of us do, if we're going to heal, we're gonna go through five stages and you don't skip them, the order doesn't change. And what's even more exciting about that is now we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every stage. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Mm -hmm. The best part about all of that is now healing, we know healing from betrayal is predictable because mm. if someone is willing, if they know where they, and I'm happy to go through the five stages with you, if they know where they are, right, and if they're willing to do what it takes to move to the next stage, they'll predictably get there. So there's no sort of floundering, like, how do I get through this? We know, we know how to get through it. That was the second one. The third discovery, this was a shocker too, there's a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, mm -hmm. so common to betrayal, it's known as post-betrayal syndrome. And we actually have a quiz on, on the site to see to what extent someone's struggling. We've had about 84, 8,500 people take the quiz in the last year and a half, two years. And there's a, que there's a question that, that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? This is what's so interesting. We've all been taught time heals all wounds. Right. That's not true. Not when it comes to betrayal. Because there's that question that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people say things like, my betrayal happened 40 years ago and I can still feel the hate. Mm. My betrayal happened 30 years ago and I'm not willing to trust again. Mm. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. It feels like it happened yesterday. Wow. You know, so we know, we know that that's, you know, it, it, there is this collection of symptoms and really, unless you face it, feel it, heal it, it does not go away. And, you know, we know that what an unhealed betrayal looks like, mm -hmm. and it shows up in every area of life. I can share with you what those are too. So it sounds like there's there's is there forgiveness work in the work that you do because a lot of that feels like you're holding on to all this pain and that's yeah. you're not forgiving the person or yourself well, yeah if forgiveness has a huge uh place in this 
But what we found is when you do, of course, forgiveness is always for us, right? But when you do forgiveness too early, when you move to, towards it too early, it backfires. Interesting. And if it's not for the right reasons, it backfires. Yeah. So do you have time. people walk Definitely. through a specific, almost like a grieving yeah. process? It's, you know what, the, the order of these certain experiential activities and certain processes mm -hmm. are there for a reason mm. because you you can't take on something like forgiveness you know right before you, you in, in the very beginning you know the, you need to make sense and meaning out of your experience mm -hmm. like there are stages i mean and it sh clearly showed you know what people are ready for at different stages now willingness drives all of it Mm. Because if you're unwilling, if you have way too much to gain from hanging on to your story, you know, and we see this in a classic stage three, your healing is going nowhere. Mm. And, and I even thought that this was, you know, my assumption. And, you know, as a researcher, you're not supposed to assume anything, but I was new at this, you know. Right. And I thought, well, the people who were the hardest hit would grow the least because they had the most to overcome. That had nothing to do with it really nothing at all it was the ones who just put their head down they're like mm -mm, i am just moving through this i don't care what it takes i am healing yeah, yeah. they blew the doors off mm -hmm. of some of the other ones and there were three groups who didn't heal and it was really clear why they why they didn't heal and we know exactly why they you know the ones who did why they healed and the ones that didn't why they did not because some people were willing to do the work well, you know, it was, it was, that was definitely a part of it. So there was one group, it was interesting. There was one group where they just refused to accept their betrayal. They just were not getting over it. They were hanging on to it. It had become a very powerful story, part of who they were. It was their identity and that's just it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they didn't heal. The second group was the group who was numbing, avoiding, distracting. You know, these were the ones who they ran to the doctor who put them on mood stabilizers or anti-anxiety meds, or they uh, would reach for alcohol or food yeah. or do anything to numb. They didn't heal nearly as fast as the ones who didn't. And then the third group that didn't heal, and I thought this was really interesting. This was the group where the betrayer had no consequences. You know, whether it was for religious reasons, um, not wanting to break up a family, financial fears, just fear in general, fear of being alone. Mm. Um, not only did they not heal, the only thing I saw was a further deterioration of the relationship. And this group by far was the most physically sick. Wow. Oh yeah, your heart can't handle that. No. Acting like it didn't happen, trying to make sure like everything's okay. You know, the the beauty of betrayal is there is a complete and utter destruction hmm. of it all, of the old you, of the old relationship, whatever, whether that's with a friend, a family member, a partner. But what's the gift in that is that you can rebuild something entirely new. And so many people are afraid of that death and destruction of the old right so they're afraid of the of that the death piece of of the relationship of the old them but it's only there can you rebirth that new mm. yeah, yeah it's a hard it's a hard decision for some people they're stuck in their own ways it's like you're the fear of the unknown like who am i going to be if i'm not holding on to the mm -hmm. story or this pain and they can't see past that it's it's challenging for some people
for sure. Yeah, and the best they they get to is that they resign themselves to thinking, well, I guess this is as good as it's going to get. So, you know, m- might as well, you know, sort of set up camp here, you know, and they're not happy with their health. They're not happy with their body. They're not happy with their relationships. They're not happy with their income, their lifestyles, their lives. But it's so much better than the trauma, the deep, deep trauma they were feeling that they think that's good and, and okay. And they stay rooted there. And it's interesting because the people who come to you know, our community, the PBT, post Betrayal Transformation Institute community, it, it's really two. It's the ones who, of course, these are the ones who are blindsided, devastated, you know, shocked. But then there's that group who's just been stuck. And they're stuck because of a betrayal that could have happened 40 years ago, you know? And they realize, oh my gosh, you know, I've spent the last 40 years paying the price for someone else's behavior. They may not know, care, or even remember they did that. Right. And and here, this person who's been betrayed is living a life as if it happened yesterday and they have not moved any closer to rebuilding a beautiful life that is available to them if they're willing to just do certain things to let that go. That's amazing. And it's so powerful because it almost feels like that energy or that could be translated in so many different aspects of your life. Just being, oh, yeah. live in the moment, let go of the past and step into your future that you want to create for yourself. Oh, and I'm not saying it's easy, but you know, like for example, we'll see it in in every major area of life where someone is hanging on to this unhealed betrayal. Like we'll see it in relationships. Right. You know, you know it's an unhealed betrayal if the faces keep changing, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a different boss, but it's the same thing. Different friend, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Different partner, but it's the same thing. And and people say to me all the time, "What the heck is it? What's the matter? Is it me?" Yes, it is you. It is <laughs> because unless yes. you do something different, it's you know you're getting more and more opportunities to learn this lesson. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you just don't. So then, until you get the mother of all lessons, where you're like, "Oh, I got it. I'm not doing that right. again." So we see it in repeat betrayals. So when someone's like, "I I I have the worst luck," it's not bad luck. It's an opportunity to learn something and you just not. So you keep getting more and more opportunities. We also see it. You know, those people where they put the big wall up, they're like, nope, no one's getting near my heart again. Mm -hmm." And they look at it as a strength. Like, well, I'm so strong. I'm not letting anybody close. And I know that's an unhealed betrayal. That's a sadness there. Your heart was broken. You, trust was shattered yeah. and you're not going there. So you're, you feel, well, you know what? You, you've resigned yourself to think I am better off keeping everybody at a distance right. than taking that chance and having my heart broken again. But that's, that's a huge disservice. Because if, if you can't have those deep relationships, that level of intimacy, that level of trust, that's like half a life. I agree. I was part of that club. That was my. Many people are. So many people are, and I get it. That's it. You 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 put that big wall up, and Mm -hmm. and yes, we're protecting ourselves, but we're keeping out the the good ones too, and it's not fair to us. No, and and it it isn't. And it also what I learned with my with that behavior pattern that it it walls off the good. So you wall off the bad, but you wall off the good. So you can't even receive love you can't even receive the goodness that life has to offer because you've created this wall of not wanting to feel anything so you can't close you know you're so right that was one of my biggest motivators for for uh 
the book trust again just coming oh, out soon nice and uh and it's really about rebuilding mm -hmm. that trust you know i look at trust as a brick wall where it takes think about it it takes it could take years to build brick by brick by brick and then in one earth-shattering moment the whole yeah. thing could come tumbling down mm -hmm. now you you can look at the the rubble of brick and say i don't have the least bit of interest mm -hmm. in watching that brick wall be rebuilt and that's totally fine right. but if you do if you're willing to watch that brick wall be rebuilt, you know, the only way it can be rebuilt again is the same way the, as it was the first time, brick by brick by brick. Mm -hmm. It takes time. Mm -hmm. You know, trust is foundational. So when it gets shattered, you know, that's our sense of safety and security. And when it gets shattered, we're, we're you know, we're, we're reeling from it. It doesn't make any sense. Right. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Yeah, but for me, I've learned to trust in myself. Because I find that, you know, other people's emotions are other people's emotions, but I can trust me. So even if Absolutely. it hurts me, I could make the choice to love them anyway. I could yeah. make and the choice to be positive in those moments where Absolutely. I feel like the world is against me. I, I, I feel like that's the choice that I can make and make a difference for myself in those moments. It's, and it's so important because, and, and in the four-step trust rebuilding process that I teach, trusting yourself rebuilding trusting yourself is crucial i mean think about it with betrayal mm -hmm. that's one of the one of the first things that shattered because Absolutely. of course you don't trust your betrayer and then you and then you think to yourself well, i'm a bright person how did i how did i not see how did i right. not know so we don't trust in ourselves either so it was really interesting in the study too we um you know, there was a real move towards spirituality mm -hmm. as, as part of healing, whether it was the spiritual side of your religion or people abandoned religion completely and just moved towards spirituality. They weren't really of any religious persuasion and moved towards spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what, what's up with that? And I know I did that too. Yeah. And it was really for two reasons. You feel so uh, ungrounded because truly the foundation has been, you know, the bottom bottomed out on you. There is right. no bottom. So it gives you that sense of connection, mm -hmm. but it was also one of the first ways that we learn to trust again, because we, right. we sort of think, well, I can't trust the betrayer. I don't even trust myself. Let me trust in something other than trust, me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's been so key for me as well. And also like yeah. the clients and the people that are in my life, it's having that connection to that higher purpose. If they can't call it God, the universe, higher, higher right. self, angels, like whatever you need to kind of make you see the bigger picture is so important. Yeah. I totally it, that. It's so important because I'll tell you, I mean, that's that's really where that shakeup can can lead to transformation. But when we're when we're stuck, we just we just don't see it. And that's that, you know, like I was saying, that's that stage three. Mm -hmm. And it's such a crime, you know, to me when I see people stuck there because they're so um they're so filled with self-doubt mm -hmm. based on their experience because yes it happened to them but it's not about them right and that's a hard one it's yeah. a hard one to believe so they don't believe it and so now they don't feel really good about themselves their self-esteem is shattered their confidence is shattered you know it now they now they're struggling with their health too mm -hmm. because you know, one of when once the stress response is ignited from something like this, right. you're headed for every single stress-related symptom, right. illness, condition, disease. You know, so now you're exhausted. Now you're gaining weight, or you have weight issues. You have digestive issues, which is so common. Right. I mean, it is just the the absolute perfect storm. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you, you've been mentioning a few stages. So are they mm -hmm. stages of like, kind of like the stages of deny, of um, grieving death where you have different levels? You know, and, and, and it's interesting because it's been compared to that, which is just like the most ridiculous honor ever. Um, it's different because this is, this is truly as it relates to betrayal physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I'm happy to go through them. Yeah. If that would, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. So, um, so the first stage is like a setup stage. And I just saw this with every single participant, me included. Mm -hmm. If you imagine four legs of a table, right? The four okay. legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What I saw with every single uh, study participant was this real heavy lean on the physical and the mental and kind of neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. So what does that look like? looks like we're really good at thinking and doing, not really prioritizing feeling and being. But it's in the feeling and being, like that's where our intuition lies. And we turn mm -hmm. that down. Right. You know, and, and but picture that table with only two legs, easy for the table to topple over, right? And that's yeah. that's what happens. So so uh, that's not to say if you're busy or, you know, it's a setup for betrayal. It's just what I consistently saw. Stage two, here's the shock. This is when we're blindsided and this is D-Day, Discovery Day. Uh, and what happens right after that? This is the breakdown of the body, the mind, the worldview. So you've now, you know, you, the shock imprints on the body and mind. You're headed for every single stress-related, you know, symptom, that, disease. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. You can't wrap your mind around what you just learned. This makes no sense. Your world stops. It's in that like weird time warpy speed thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Your worldview is shattered. Your worldview is your mental model. These people are safe. Don't go here. This is okay. These are the rules, you know. Right. And in a moment, it's totally shattered. And a new foundation hasn't been constructed yet. So, mm -hmm. so this is truly where the bottom bottoms out. And I remember one of my study participants saying, you know what it feels like? It feels like every negative emotion you can experience, right. getting punched in the gut and losing a child in a crowd. Right. Mm -hmm. All at the same time. It's awful. Incredible. You know, but here's the thing. When, if the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything and everything you could to stay safe and stay alive. Yeah. And that's stage three, survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical stage. If you can't help me get out of my way, how will I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? Like it's totally practical. Mm -hmm. But this is the stage once we figured out how to survive. It feels so much better than the trauma Mm -hmm. And the fear of stage two that we're like, oh, okay, I can okay, this feels better. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah. But then we think that that's as good as it gets. And then we start getting all of these small self benefits for being there. We get to be right. Mm -hmm. We like being right. We get someone to blame. We, you know, we get a target for our anger. We get to justify not doing something. I can't do, look what I've been through. I can't do that. Right. We don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. Do I trust you? Do I trust you? So, ah, forget I won't trust anybody. And, and what we essentially do is start planting some deep roots right here. Mm -hmm. And now the longer we're here, the longer we stay. It's becoming our identity. Mm -hmm. And so now we get situations, circumstances, and people moving towards us. You know, like energy attracts like energy. Right. And now we've created a new little home for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're willing, 
to give up some of those benefits, right? Small self benefits for benefits that serve us so much better, like a way better story, being the heroine or hero of your story, right. boosting your immune system, physically healing, you know, doing something good with something really bad, we can move to stage four. And stage four, um, it, and you have to grieve, you have to do, you know, certain things you have to do here, but you move to stage four and that's finding and adjusting to a new normal. Hmm. So here's where you realize my old normal doesn't exist anymore. I cannot undo my experience, but, but I can control, you know, what I do, what I do here, what I do with it. And this is like, if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, you know, your stuff's not in, it's not all cozy, yeah. but it's going to be okay. It is. When you're in this place, you're turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but you're not causing the massive damage you were causing in stages two and stage three. You're making kind of new rules, you know, based on on you know what where you've been and it's really interesting too i thought this was, was so interesting if you were to move you don't necessarily take everything with you right you don't take the things that don't represent the version of you you want to be in your new space yeah well here's where if your friends weren't there for you you don't take them with you you've outgrown them right here and i saw this so often and people would say i, I don't get it like i had these friends for a long time and just don't feel right with them anymore. Is it me? Yes, it's you. You're transforming and they're staying stuck. You know, you just don't have the, the don't have the patience. You're, you're not there anymore. So that's stage four. Once you've made this okay, this new normal, you, okay, you can move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. Your body starts to heal. Mm -hmm. Now you're interested in self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise, personal development. Like you didn't have the head for any of that. You were surviving. Right. Now you do. You're making new rules, boundaries, you know, and you have a new worldview based on your experience and the four legs of that table. Remember in the beginning, we were only focused on the physical and the mental. We're solidly grounded because now we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. I love it. Those are so powerful. Thank you so much. It's, I mean, I feel like so many people need to learn those things about betrayal because everyone has been betrayed at some point in their life. It's an emotion. That's the thing. Yeah. And whether we're betrayed by someone, you know, that's, that's what's so devastating about it. These are the people who say when the world, you know, when those people are making you crazy, I got you, you're safe here. I can, I'm, you know, you could feel safe. You trust, trust me. And those are the very people who do it. But I'll tell you, there is such a huge link between betrayal and self betrayal. Mm -hmm. I see this all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like, those people who they know they're not being treated well, they're being disrespected. They're not being treated with, with love, respect, kindness, integrity, all of those things. And they deal with it anyway. And they put up with it anyway. Yeah. That's self-betrayal. Yeah, true. So we're going to go into um, the infinite love questions. How do you use love in your work? Uh, I love on every one of our members and I just, I let them know. I just let them know they're not alone. They're not crazy. And I love them, you know, and, and I, I let them, I have what's called a weekly coffee chat, which is just open Q and A. And every single time I tell them so many people are numbing, avoiding, distracting because this stuff is painful mm -hmm. and everybody in my community 
they're the warriors. They're doing the work to heal and to transform and to, to, you know, to live in this state of post-betrayal transformation. And I am, it's not just pride. Like I'm not just proud of them. Like I, I, I respect them and I, I, I love them for the work they're doing. They're just amazing humans. That's so amazing. And what does it mean for you to be a positive force of goodness in the world? It's everything. It's everything. I think everybody has an obligation. If you've been through something, you owe it to yourself and the universe to do something really good with it. And the beauty is everybody goes through different things. So wouldn't that be amazing if everybody has had all of these huge experiences, they learned everything and now they can teach it coming from this deep place of knowing. I think it's an obligation. And I remember in the beginning, you know, I mean, it was hard being this vulnerable and sharing my story. And, right. you know, I was just hiding behind the study. I'm like, well, the study showed this, the study showed this. And, you know, any good coach has a coach. My coach looks at me one day and he said, stop hiding behind your effing study already. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I realized, you know, get out of the way. The judgment's going to come. You know, the gossip's going to come. But this message is intended for the people who need to hear it. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, that's, that's who I'm trying to reach. And everyone, I mean, that's why I love hearing people's stories because people's stories inspire other people to realize I'm not alone. They also have gone through something. Maybe it's not the same, but it's similar and it's enough for them to be like, okay, like my pain can be, can transform and I can help other people heal and create that circle of goodness and just one, one person at a time. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm not... I didn't do anything that anybody else couldn't do. I'm just speaking about it with the intention of helping other people. And I love learning from people who they've, they've traveled a path that I'm interested in traveling. Right. You know, those, those are the people that, that, that I respect. I want to learn from them. Yeah. Nice. And what do you love most about your life? Uh, I mean, I, that's a that's such a great question. I, listen, I, I have four kids, a whole bunch of dogs. I, I'm, I'm doing, you know, working in a, just a, a place and space I love. I'm, I'm now, we're, we're going by coastal because I have three out of four of my kids, you know, in California. So we're going to be bouncing back and forth. I, I'm reaching the people I want to reach, you know, speaking, coaching, writing. I, I don't know. I don't think it gets better, really. I'm, I'm just so grateful. Nice. And how do you feel you receive love? Mm. How do I receive love? I don't know. It, you know, I know my love language and it's words. So, so I, and all my kids know, my husband knows, I need to hear those words. Like even before, I was, I was FaceTiming with my daughter, uh, one of my daughters, and she just you know, gets right started with like all the things that's going on with her. And, was, and, and so I just acted like we were having this two-sided conversation. Oh, hey, Ma, how are you? Um, oh, I'm good. Everything good with you? Yeah, yeah. How's life? Okay, good. You know, because I want to hear those, those words of like, you know, how are you? What's going on? What's the, how, how's your life going? What's new with you? Anything. And, and um, so if they don't give me that conversation, I, I do it for them. <laughs> I, I remember... I, I had one son who was uh, in college and, you know, I mean, most sons from what I typically hear, it's typical that they just, they don't call their moms. So I remember writing a two-sided conversation one day, texting a two-sided conversation. And I said, it was like, hi mom, you know, and it was like back and forth. Right. And I sent it to him and I said, send this to me 
every week. This this one guy, all I can do is copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I receive love. And then he, did he do it? <laughs> he did. He knew he had to. I was going to hunt him down if he didn't. <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> and when, so when do you feel the most love? Um, when I'm giving, mm-hmm. when I'm serving. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm, uh, in my community mm-hmm. and, and having those coffee chats, you know, with these members and just giving when I, you know, when I'm speaking, when I'm coaching tra- and when I'm giving just period, when I'm giving. Do you feel that, um, the betrayal that you went through had now has created your purpose in life? Oh, it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. You know, in fact, remember I was saying about this, the spiritual piece. Well, I had been spiritual for about 10 years or so. So after my betrayal, I was searching for my own answers. And I went to a spiritual counselor who's since become a dear friend. And I walk in and she says, she's just laughing. She said, oh my gosh, you two planned this. It's like, what? She said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You needed something so catastrophic so that he can become the husband, father, friend he's supposed to be. And you needed to heal and come from this deep place of knowing. You're gonna have an institute and write books and have a big following all around betrayal. I'm like, you're crazy. Every single thing she said happened. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm just living what I'm here to do now. Nice. And where has love created a miracle in your life? Um, where has love created a miracle? Just, I had no idea the strength and depth of love for, for family, for honesty, for commitment, for second chances, Mm -hmm. for forgiveness, for strength. I mean, my experience put it all to the test and, um, I never knew the depth of love, uh, after, you know, since, really since experiencing this and just being on the receiving end, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, from my, from my husband and each one of my kids in their own way. It's, it's just been the most amazing experience for all of us. Wow. That's powerful. That's such a beautiful story. And because I feel like so many pe- so many women have gone through something similar that you have and it completely mm-hmm. tears their life apart. So I'm, really- and it does. but you were able to rebuild it it in a positive way some people uh, well that's that's the thing like you know with my family it it wasn't an option Mm -hmm. so when that's the case you just rebuild yourself and move on and I I get the pain of that because I went through it but it all depends on what's going on yes it tears your life down but that's the beginning of a new life Mm -hmm. but people look at it like but my life was torn down yes and that's the beginning of your new life. Mm-hmm. If you choose. That's it. But people have way too much to gain by saying, yes, but look at my life, but look at my life. But yeah, I get it. I get, I've been there. I had a, think about it. I had a very powerful story. The most important people in my life betrayed me. And I could tell you that story and you'd feel bad. Mm-hmm. You'd, you know, I'd get sympathy. I'm like, Ugh. but now the, the story's so much better. Mm-hmm. So much better when you do something good with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So powerful. So where can people find you, your books, your institute? Like how do people get involved in the work that you do? Oh, thank you. The best thing to do is to take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see to what extent you're struggling. 
links. So you can find that at the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Great. And I'll put all that information in the show notes as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Debbie. This was so powerful. I feel like I've learned a lot. I'm sure that the listeners will have learned a lot as well. And thank you so much for doing the work that you do. It's amazing and beautiful. And I'm so happy that you were able to be on my show today. Uh, thank you for giving me an opportunity. It's people like you that give people like me an opportunity to share. Yeah, because we believe in the work that we do and it's transforming that pain into power. And that's what it's really all about. And like making, creating the life that you want to create despite thank you. all the negative things that happen. Cool. Well, have a great day. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website, CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love.